you what Bruce Wallace sent me, all right? Bruce Wallace, the real-life Jerry Fletcher and ghostwriter, he says, of conspiracy theory, is here tonight to share his true-life story about the making of this movie and the real conspiracy the CIA censored from his original manuscripts. Going back several years, Bruce joined the Marines in 1974. But prior to his enlistment, friends of the family, CIA agents from MK Ultra, had arranged for Bruce to go into administrative intelligence and operational communications. At boot camp, Bruce was sent before a board that included these agents and others who asked him what he wanted to do in the Marines. Bruce said, espionage to spy against the East Germans and Soviets. After signing security agreements, secrecy agreements, the board told Bruce he'd be going into a secret unit uh, which for reasons of national security no longer existed. They said East Germans posing as U.S. Marines had infiltrated the classified communication centers at Camp Pendleton sink pack fleet headquarters in Hawaii and elsewhere, and it would be Bruce's job to assist in the identification of double agents. They explained the program was designed so he would never fully understand the entire picture. But over the following months and years, Bruce Wallace did uncover the whole picture. Tonight, you'll find out what Bruce Wallace knows and what they don't want you to know, that's what you'll find out tonight. And I have instructions from Bruce upon his hitting the air, so let's try it. Uh, my, uh, my question is, Bruce, can you tell me what the weather was like in Omaha today? It was clear and warm, a nice day for a swim. Uh, I can barely, I can't hear you, Bruce. It was clear and warm. I, 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 I hear your answer, clear and warm, a nice day for a swim. Are you there? Right. Okay, something's wrong with your phone, uh, Bruce. Are you on a speaker phone? Okay. Is that better? Yeah, you've got to you've got to get on a real phone, Bruce. Well, I okay, I I think this should do it. Uh, it's better now. Yes. Okay. Um, you gave me your answer. Um, I asked a question. Why did I ask that question, and why did I get that answer? Well, um, basically what we're dealing with here is um, it's a, a couple of different reasons. Um, it's basically it's a passcode to make sure that you're who you are and I'm who I am. Oh. Um, and besides that, these are, um, these are um, operational passcodes used in MKUltra to this day, um, basically to to prompt people that have been through this conditioning to be able to uh, speak um, cogently about, you know, whatever subject the person uh, interviewing or interrogating them is uh, talking about. So you're telling me I just gave you uh, a subliminal, a subliminal um, message? Well, it's not subliminal to me because I'm aware of it, but um, I was just, uh, you know, using it for demonstrative purposes to show you. I understand. Um, All right, um, look, uh, in this which you sent me, 
you indicate you are the real life Jerry Fletcher. Um, now, um, you also indicate that the, you're the ghostwriter of conspiracy theory. That's correct. Now, how do you, how how can you can you prove that? Well, beyond any doubt, I've got um, my copyrights and uh, WGA, that's Writers Guild of America registrations, dated far be before the copyrights that are um, that are registered on the movie. Um, my script is um, the foundation for that movie, and there's literally verbatim, verbatim plagiarism, um, scene after scene, character after character. Um, if that's true, you should be able to go to a court and prove it. Well, that's an option. Oh, no, I, I'm not I mean, really it's focused. an option. I mean, you said verbatim. Well, I if know. It's, if it's verbatim and you can prove when you wrote what you wrote, there should be no option about it. You should be going after them. Well, there's there's different ways to win a war, and I think it's... Um, I've got plenty of time to exercise that option, but I'm relying on other tactics before then. Mm -hmm. um, when, when, you first, when you sent me the first facts, um, you said, if you're unable to reach me due to my death or disappearance, you'll please... Uh, please contact the following people and tell them to be careful, and you list five people here. Why, why should those people suddenly have to be careful? Why should those people be notified if you're dead? Well, because they need to be careful, because they know. It's kind of, I guess an analogy might be, um, and without getting political, but might be something like uh, along the Vince Foster case. All right, I saw conspiracy theory with Mel Gibson. I saw that movie. And I saw the character in that movie. Is is that an accurate or even close to accurate portrayal of you? It's highly accurate. In that in that movie, uh Mel Gibson was shown locking doors um three, four, five times over going through uh, very specific motions every day um, because he was so wrapped up in so many conspiracy theories uh, that he'd, he'd virtually gone off the deep end. Is that you? Um, well, basically, um, at times, um, more, more so in the past, um, going through a you know, resolving process on this, some of those behaviors would be um, classified as an obsessive-compulsive disorder. That's right. And, um, but, you know, sometimes you can have an obsession. It can be a wanted obsession, and it can be, if you're, if you're in a special line of work or a certain career background, then certain behaviors like that can, uh, you know, help you live longer. Do you think your life was in direct danger? Well, it still is. It still is. The first person on the list there, and I won't name names. Yeah, please don't. But I, I and and by the way, for you to your benefit, I should tell the audience: in the original bio that you sent me, you named names. In this uh, fax you sent me, you named names, and uh, you were perfectly uh, willing to go on and name names. I'm the one who asked you not to do that. 
So um, the audience ought to know that you were perfectly willing to name names. I'm the one who stopped you for legal reasons. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Right. So basically, um, I think the first person on the list there, if I remember, um, is a professional ninja. And he's a friend of mine and an instructor that I've got some assistance on over the years on this. Um, but basically, um, being associated with people like, let's call him Bob, um, that's another way that you you put your own team together, or you become part of a team, and you stick around long enough to talk about this as compared to people like um, Colonel Sabo, Admiral Borda, uh, most recently Colonel Danto, who died about two weeks ago when he was assisting on this whole project. You're telling me these people's deaths were not natural? Uh, that's correct. Now, when you say project, you mean MK Ultra? Is that correct? Yes. What is M what what was or I guess you're saying is MK Ultra? Well, it's um it's a um mind control brainwashing program used in special forces in the um various places including the US military to get um people basically uh, to do things that they wouldn't otherwise do. To kill? Yes. That's one thing. And you're alleging that this program not only went on, uh, we heard that uh, they, they did horrible things to people. I believe that's well known. They gave them LSD, all that kind of thing, uh, way back when. But you're now saying this is still going on. You're telling me they're programming people to kill now? That's correct. If that's really true, then your life is in danger. Well, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Why? Because if you run scared or if you get get worried, you panic and you lose um, your composure and that's what they want. And you make mistakes. Right, like like this evening, um we went we went uh you know, down the street to a fast food restaurant and on the way back, we um, were going through an intersection where on the green light and um, there wasn't heavy traffic or anything, but a, a, um, a vehicle came along and just, just blatantly ran a red light and in an attempt to ram my car. Well, then you are, I, I repeat, even though you say you're not uh, because you've not made a mistake, uh, that's a close call. That's a close call. Yeah, and that, that's happened. Um, I, I guess I won't name names on this, but see this? No, please don't. This, this whole project has gone, well, <clears throat> I, I wrote a book about this, and there, I've got a quote from somebody on the front of my book, and I think it'd be safe to name that person because he's, he's. Is your book published? Well, I, it's self-published. So it is, it, but it is published. Right, and I've been actually, I, I've even been selling it. Uh huh. But um, this person says Bruce and I sent the CID into Hollywood with the script 
First-time callers, area 702-727-1222. Um, all right. Um, yeah, I'd just as soon not mention names if we can avoid it. Uh, an ex-FBI agent, how about that? Okay. Um, now, you said Project Phoenix, uh, MKUltra Phoenix. Um, Project Phoenix, um, that's, a, as I recall, a very old project, uh, which uh, folded uh, way back into the, uh, the Vietnam War. That's correct. Uh, project, uh, uh, including assassination. The Phoenix Program, Phoenix Project. And you're saying not only MKUltra, which is mind control, but Phoenix, which is the assassination part of it, all are still active. Of course they are. Well, that isn't what our government says. Well, <clears throat> can't always trust what our government says. How old are you uh, now? I'm 42. 42. And how long have you been living this life? Well, um, actually, since I was about four years old. Since um, you were four? Right. And, I mean, it goes way back. Um, my aunt, my my mom's sister, was was murdered by a certain um, agency because she was um, she discovered drug running in, in the government. And I remember when the car pulled up. Um, from we were in Northern California, and the car pulled up. Her car pulled up to the house, and I. I knew something was wrong. There was a little bit of blood on the seat, just dried blood. I remember seeing it, and I'm talking about whether they could get the blood stains out. It was a small amount, but the story was she was shot in the head while she was driving over 100 miles an hour trying to get away from people that were chasing her. Well, if that was true, then she would have wrecked the car, and there would have been blood all over the place. But... Um, that's a long story in itself. Well, why, all right, then why your family? Why you? Why? Well, it's sort of a family tradition. I mean, it goes even back further to that. Um, an ancestor of mine was... Um, yeah, but these are not typical family traditions. I mean, there's got to be a reason why your family. Well, I've got one relative that was vice president of the United States um, and the uh, dean of Cairo University... Um, another person, um, then the friends of the family, like a couple of people, like, you know, I mentioned in that information to you, and you say don't mention names. Well, you look, a, a, for example, a vice president. You can, you, you're related to a vice president, uh, one, who, who? Henry Wallace. Henry Wallace. Correct. Uh, so that's a long time ago. Right. So, I mean, we're talking about, um, this goes way back, even before I was born, well before I was born. But um, basically, um, I mean, even before him. All right. For the sake of the conversation, I'm going to say fine. All right, all that's true. And somebody's trying to kill you. How do you maintain any kind of life now? You can't. You can, obviously, you can't go through a routine. You can't go to work. Uh, every day at the same time, you can't take the same path. You, I could barely leave your apartment. If they wanted you dead, you'd be dead. How do you, how do you live? Well, um, 
it's difficult and um one they don't just ruin your life with the the you know the narco hypnosis the uh torture and the the mind control things that get you to do certain things at certain times they ruin your life financially and um well we'll get to that but 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 let me back up to the torture part in the movie with Gibson they showed the typical interrogation, the horrible interrogation, the eyes taped wide open, that kind of thing. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. It has? Yeah. They, they use tape and they use these things. They're like monocles without uh, glass in them. How did you get away from that? Or did you not? I mean, did you... Uh, in other words, how are you here talking uh, to me and everybody else about all of this tonight? How how are you able to be doing that? Well, um, it, it's a lot of things. Like it, it comes back to um, you know being part of a good team. There's and some of the people on my team are you know they're they switch back and forth sometimes. But for example, you know we call him Bob the Ninja and the network he's involved with. Mm -hmm. Um, there's him, and then there's, I guess you might, you know, they say there's no uh, atheists in foxholes. That's what they say. And there's, you know, combat intelligence, and this would probably fall in that, that category. And if you run scared, you know, we already talked about that, so where do I go? I go right up to the front line. I live between two Marine Corps air bases. Mm -hmm. I mean, right between them. Well, you know, a mile away on each side. Mm hmm And if you just, you go right up to, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to um, say anything against the Marines. I'm a, you know, I'm a former Marine myself. There's, there are bad elements in the CIA and the Marine Corps that are, that are running this whole, this whole thing that, what, it basically, it leads back to drug smuggling in the, in the Marines and CIA. In MK Ultra in Phoenix, there was killing. Have you killed? <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a chance to think about that answer. I wouldn't answer right away either. Hold on, we'll be back in a moment. We're going to break here at the bottom of the hour. And my guest is Bruce Wallace, who alleges he is the real-life Jerry Fletcher from Conspiracy Theory. I'm Art Bell, and this is Coast to Coast AM. I'm back now to Bruce Wallace. Bruce, uh, the question was, um, and you, you can choose not to answer it, uh, if you have ever, as a result of um, being conditioned, killed. Well, let me start by answering that by saying, um, I was or going back to uh, 1975, I was ordered by the sergeant of the guard at um, First FSR Camp Pendleton to open fire on other other Marines for um, dubious reasons. What does that mean? Well, um, part of a cover-up. There was um, you mentioned the comm centers, the top secret comm centers earlier. Um, there were leaks here and there, and to cover those leaks up at certain times, certain people um, would be eliminated. And 
the, they would use reactionary to do that. Like that, that's like a Marine Corps SWAT team. Like I was on, I was would be put on reactionary and called out on a reactionary call, or SWAT call, and in order to open fire. And it, they dress it up as a, um, you know, a, some kind of a disturbance on base. But basically, it's it's good Marines taking out bad Marines and bad Marines taking out good Marines with the CIA mixed in for, you know, various reasons to uh, control the flow of, of bogus and real top secret. A lot of people, a lot of people, you know, I'm getting email here, a lot of people think you're out of your mind, crazy. Well, that's... Um, that's fine because um, I already covered that and I knew that would happen, so I I just you know disclosed everything in my in my script, and including the fact that I was framed, and I've documented that in my book. Um, How many attempts have been made on your life? Framed as being a, a, insane um, several times. I mean, it's like I stopped counting. So then, how do you even have a life, Bruce? In other words, how do you, how, I, I began to ask that earlier, how do you conduct any normal activities? How do you live? How do you, how do you work? How do you derive an income? How do you sustain yourself? Well, a lot of times I don't derive an income. I'm deep in debt right now just from uh, working on this for the past 25 years. And I finally got it to the point where I've got an, you know, an audience that can help do something about, you know, getting the uh, whole problem resolved and there, there could be an economic payoff for me in it. And I'm not afraid to, to say that I'm, you know, that would help me out a lot in this continuing battle. What you mean by that is to sell your book? Well, that's one way. And I'd like to also get funding to get a, uh, get the movie done right. Get it, done, get it done right? Without um, the censorship. Well, now, I asked you a little bit earlier if it accurately depicted uh, uh, your your what you claim is your life, uh, the movie with Mel Gibson, and you said yes. Well, but they, they cut certain things out, and they replace it with other things. Like, it's not, this isn't a conspiracy to shut down NASA. It's a conspiracy to stop drug running. And it's a conspiracy to murder anybody that tries to stop the drug running, like the drugs coming into the air base right next to my house. Call the wild card lines, area 702-727-1295. No, no, no. Well, no, no. I just wanted to no. give you an example. Okay, let's give me an, an example by saying a colonel. Well, don't, don't give me his name. He's been on the front page of the paper, so... Nevertheless, Go ahead. nevertheless, it doesn't matter. A colonel, a colonel, what? A colonel um, was at a party at a friend's house of mine down down in Newport Beach um, with his sisters, and they were talking about how these um, these um, drug flights were coming into the airbase here, mm -hmm. and he said he was going to go public with it mm -hmm. and he, he was telling a friend of mine that's an insider on this whole phoenix thing this and and other people there 
and then he shortly after that he was dead and the um, so the way they they clean it up the CIA cleans it up by saying that he was you know making an unauthorized use of aircraft and they say so he went out and killed himself because he uh, got caught using uh, airplanes he shouldn't have been um a ridiculous stand does it get to the point for you where just about everything you think of everything as a conspiracy or would you suggest that everything virtually is well yeah in one sense that's true but other times I just forget about it and um, sort of a combination you have to block the whole thing out to keep your sanity but let me ask you something Sure. I need to ask you how you wound up with uh, this Midnight Express as your um, apparently some kind of theme song you use on the radio. Well, I'm, I'll I'll tell you what. I'll be glad to answer it for you, and I will answer it for you. But what what do you think? Well, um, well. There's some, I studied something called synchronicity in graduate school. That's the correlation of seemingly unrelated events. Mm -hmm. And the reason I mentioned Midnight Express is because that's something, uh, that is uh, some of the music that's used by the 306 PSYOP Battalion, which I was part of um, and at Los Al Armed Forces Reserve Center right up the road plus the four up company up in Sacramento. That was in the Army and the Marines. What is it about that music, and why would they use it? To what end? Um, to, to bring, it's like a, it's a switch. It's a trigger. Um, it's a post-hypnotic suggestion to get people to do things. For example, you know, people talk about, you know, on a wide scale, um, how are you going to get UN troops, American troops, to... Uh, Fire on American yeah. troops? Well... You brainwash them. You put. You take three days. You keep them awake at Camp San Luis Obispo or somewhere else, like they did with me and a lot of other people I could name right now. Does that do anything for you? Well, that's yeah. You know, that's the um, that's the music. That's the music. And when you call tonight, you might remember I had it on too. Oh well, fine. Then I'm going to answer your question. But your your um, let me say this: uh, there was, not very long ago there was a, an article done about me that was passed about all over the internet that said that I'm black ops. I am black ops, and uh, th that uh, that what happens with me and my show is no accident. That a lot of my guests uh, do not or or do come to pub uh, public harm or harm. But I never do, and suggested that I am black ops myself. Now I can imagine, with the uh, the way you feel about my theme song, that you might imagine the same thing. Do you? Um, no, not really. It's something that you have to you flash on for a second. But there's, um, but then at the same time, you can be manipulated and wind up with that theme song somehow without knowing why you chose it. Oh, that would imply that at some point in my life I had been conditioned. 
Well, you were in the military in communications, weren't you? I was in the military. I was a medic in the military. I heard. I thought it was communication. No, I've been in communications all my life. I was. A, I was a medic in the military. Well, in the Air Force. Uh, anyway, the point is, listen to me now, and I'll tell you how I chose that. All right? Okay. I was going to do a show uh, at a, lo a radio station in Las Vegas, and uh, it was my first night on the job. And I sat down for about a half a day trying to think of what would be an appropriate theme uh, for a show, an all-night show. And I simply uh, decided on uh, Midnight Express because I had enjoyed the movie, because the title seemed re relevant, and because the music, I thought, was appropriate. So unless uh, somebody had my eyes taped open and gave me the old MK Ultra treatment, uh, there's nothing more than that to uh, Bruce behind it well i'm not saying there is but i just you know i just wanted to it, it was just a, one of these synchronistic coincidences that i wanted to bring up there's a lot of people that um are listening to this right now that know that that song was blasted on loudspeakers and i think maybe still is at camp slow and other places i've never heard that well um you know that to be true well i I bet my life on it. I have to bet my life on it. Well, apparently, according to you, you are betting your life on a lot of things. And uh, it seems to me that you're here very tenuously. That means you're going to have to live the rest of your life in, in uh, abject fear of yeah. somebody assassinating you, looking over your shoulder every minute. Well, it's an automatic thing. It's kind of like just... Um... It becomes second nature after a while. But we're not just talking about MKUltra Phoenix. We're also talking about MKUltra Prometheus. And that's what, um, that, that's Prometheus is a lot of things, including this, some of this. And it gets nutty, nutty sounding maybe, but it, everything from weather control to how you're going to get American slash UN troops to open up on Amer other Americans if and when that time yeah, but you know what I've heard? I've heard that's all baloney, uh, that there was a a questionnaire that was supposedly circulated uh, in the 29 Palms area, somewhere down there, about um, uh, about uh, opening, would you open fire on American troops, uh, asking them these questions. But, in fact, it turned out to be some captain's private college project and had nothing to do with any official government questionnaire how about that it doesn't matter it's that's it's dis that's disinformation the, the point questionnaire how about that it doesn't matter it's that's it's dis that's disinformation the, the point is, is it is a question that everybody has will um you know, will UN troops fire on Americans, and will Americans fire on Americans? And yes, they will. They'll do anything that they're conditioned to do. If, through, you know, I was assistant team leader at the fourth, uh, the 306 Sayat Battalion. Call toll free 1-800-618-8255. Well, um, I wish I could. I wish you'd let me. Well, um, I, but, I can't. I, I'm, not, I'm not I going to done. because of um, problems with uh, okay. legal problems. I'm not right. going to do it now. I got, my, I got my job there because I documented that I was from Phoenix MK Ultra, and then I got in there, 
to work on something that needed to be done by requested by the CIA through the, the uh, a, a foreign one of our embassies over in uh, the Philippines. We're targeting Corazino Aquino, and we did we put together a comic book because the Philippine people read comic books like we watch the news. That is true. And that is true. So comic books, um, radio, TV, newspapers, magazines, movies. Uh, movies like conspiracy theory, movies like you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Hollywood. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because Joseph just sent an email and it says, you know, with all due respect, I think your guest has seen too many movies. Now you can respond to that. I don't see very many movies. You I don't, don't go to the movies. You don't. No, I don't. I just, I mean, maybe, maybe once a year. I would imagine a movie a movie house would be a dangerous place for you. <clears throat> well, life is dangerous in general, but um, basically, I mean, the, the reason, like, you know, Colonel, you know... So-and-so. Williams is dead now, as of two weeks ago, is yeah. be because he went on videotape three years ago. He had just given me a sodium pentothal exam documenting all this. And that he, someone came in, an investigative reporter came in, and um, I'll just call him Tony. And he videotaped Colonel so-and-so um, on videotape, you know, got him on videotape, you know, saying that he is the in inventor of MK Ultra, it was taken. It was taken away from him by the CIA. So I tracked down this guy and got him to get me to where I could think straight about this whole thing. Now Danto's dead because two weeks ago I met with this investigative reporter again in a studio where we were finishing another video, and Tony quote-unquote, Tony pulled out a, a quote of Danto, and he said, he said, um, you know, Bruce is the real, um, the real McCoy on this, and, you know, this is who I am. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, he said who he was. And Can you understand why people would doubt your story, why people would think you're crazy <clears throat> for what well, you're saying? I, I can, but, I mean, they can see the video if they want. They can see... Colonel so and so sitting yeah. there, and they can't say he's crazy. Now his obituary says that he was a death investigator, but it does, and it says his partner is a former San Diego sheriff, but it doesn't say his partner was CIA, and it doesn't say that Colonel so and so was special forces. And so they, they but it's easily documented. So, all right, if I've got this straight, then, the grand overall conspiracy you're suggesting is drugs. Yeah, to cover up drug running. And, and to cover up drug running. Right. And, and you're suggesting that drugs are coming in on a regular basis, uh, basis to U.S. Air Force bases and so forth and distributed from there. Uh, a penchant for the Marine Corps because they're the finest. Nobody will look at them, especially the ordinary units as opposed to the special forces units if all you were saying was true 
then your life for doing what you're doing right now wouldn't be worth two cents. Well, because it's an ongoing thing. I mean, fine, you can talk about something that happened a long time ago, and one can imagine being public would make you safe. But if what you're really saying on national radio right now is true, your life wouldn't be worth a plug nickel. Well, ask, okay, I'll change the names, but ask um, CID agent Mike Wilson, who was my next-door neighbor up until just recently. I called up special agent, let's change his name to Heath from the NCIS, right down the road from here. Called up Master Sergeant, let's call him Pena from, uh, from the Marines, CID. Right. And I said, get this guy out of my face. He... He was here to harass me, and, you know, he's back in his white government cruiser, um, you know, into his space right next to mine, right outside my front door. They put him right next to me, mm-hmm. and, and um, I, I even called up the local police, and I said, you know, I want you to, to work with the local military to get this guy out of here. And incredibly, they got him out. But All right, I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I went to him and I said, I told him about this, and he said, well, let's go out and tell me when the next flight comes in and we'll go out and bust him. I, I got you. All right, listen to me, Bruce. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to end the interview now. I'm going to I'm going to get in touch with some of the names you've supplied me already. Uh, fax me any other real names and contact numbers that you want. I will get in touch with those people. If they verify what you're saying, I'll bring you back on the air again. How's that? That's fine. Is that fair? Yeah, could I um, end this by saying... Um, Real quick. I um, Two days ago, I had a meeting with a major studio in Hollywood. Yeah. And the CIA was in that meeting. And that's my whole... I mean, I can name the names. I'll give you the... I know you, you name names. I'll so you send me names. the names. I'll do the checking. And, you and do I'll the have checking. You, I'll have you back on, all right? Okay, can we... Can I offer my book a... Well, next time around, uh, after I've checked, we'll have you back on soon if what you say is accurate. We'll be right back. When are... You're on the air, huh? Oh, boy, I tell you, I, uh, I, I happen to know... That that last caller. Uh, you mean the guest? Yeah, that last guest. He he was uh, right on. You think so, huh? Well, I know so from personal experience. In what? All right. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. So, in what way do you know? Don't name names, or I'm going to oh, end up bleeping oh, you oh, out. No, believe me, I'm not going to name names. Uh, not that the names I that would could name would uh, mean much to you, but I was on the. Uh, distribution end of uh, certain commodities. Drugs. Mm, well, you know, I won't even go so far as to uh, confirm that. Let's just leave it with, with some inference. The distribution end. You were... Yes. No. do you mean to say you received bulk quantities uh, that, uh, that you well, saw shipped you... in, or do you do you yes, were uh, sort of part of the distribution chain? What? Uh, yes, of, of certain... Uh, a controlled substance. No, which is it? You were part of the chain, or you actually received the large quantities? Uh, the person I worked with received the quantities, and uh, we uh, prepared them. At any rate, uh, for example, during the uh, 
Russian invasion of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. There's a certain commodity that they uh, distribute, uh, that they produce in that country. The Mujahideen rebels needed uh, weaponry. They don't have money to pay for it. They're a bunch of goat herders in the mountains. I know. So what they have is a commodity that can be marketed on American streets. So they make a deal. You fight the Russians, we'll give you the weapons. You give us something we can make money with. Mm. The same thing at, at that point when that fizzled out, the commodity transferred to a certain South American country. So you don't think this guy was crazy at all? No, I don't I know. I can assure you he, he wasn't. Uh, during the Panama and the, during the, the Contra uh, scandal, I know, I've heard all the uh, the allegations. Well, there was another the, the, the commodity that uh, my friend was dealing with. And I know damn well a bunch of the pilots who flew uh, troops and... Uh, uh, arms down to Nicaragua came back with drugs. There's no question about that. I, n- I yeah. never, I never understood that it was a an officially sanctioned thing. Um, well, officially sanctioned on what level? That's the question. Uh, you know, you want to talk about official sanction? You have to decide. You know, I, I always thought it was flight crews myself. Mm, no, no, this it was it was bigger than that. It was far more organized than that. And then, uh, of course... Well, you can't reject that. You, you, I don't reject that entirely as a possibility. Of course, well, it could be. Yeah, and well, the other thing was that, uh, I mean, there were three separate uh, countries that we were involved with militarily on a so-called freedom fighters front. In all those instances, there was a commodity marketed on the country, on, on the streets of this country to the people of this country mm-hmm. that was brought in uh, delivered to federal penitentiaries. Good Lord. Picked up at uh, late hour guard shifts and then distributed to the rest of the country. Well, all right. Let me hit you, uh, no pun intended, with uh, <laughs> the same question that a lot of people uh, hit this guy with. Even if you choose to believe his story, mm-hmm. if they wanted, they, in quotes, wanted him dead or wanted you dead no problem. after 25 years no problem you wouldn't be on the phone with me no no problem it wouldn't be a problem no that'd be easy that's an easy thing well then why would you allow this to be aired why would you allow uh somebody like uh, bruce or yourself or uh, and i'm speaking now from the they perspective to open your mouths well first of all i'm i'm no longer involved in it and i'm sure he isn't and my part in it was... Uh, yeah, but he was saying it's still going on. Oh, yeah, it's still going on. Read a book called Dope Incorporated. All right, I appreciate your call. So see, you see what kind of response I'm getting. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Where are you? In West Memphis, Arkansas. Okay, welcome to the program. Uh, in response to uh, the conspiracy you were talking about earlier, I didn't hear all of it. But, uh-huh. Uh, Consider a scenario in uh, World War II, the United States government cut a deal with uh, organized crime in the invasion of Sicily, the OSS in particular. Uh, later on, the Central Intelligence Agency was uh, formed from uh, the former OSS. Uh, so you don't necessarily disbelieve all of that? No. Not at all. Uh, these intelligence agents already had connections with organized crime. Uh, 
later comes a president and an attorney general that try to uh, rein it in, guess what happens to the president? Yeah, I hear you, I, and I appreciate the call. So now, look, you can look at all of this two ways, folks. 